I'm going to tell you a few stories. All you have to do is listen. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. And... Ralph. This is episode number 166, which brings us to three movies that, Ralph, you have picked yourself, all in theaters right now, although, no, actually one of them already left theaters, so it was on theaters for one week only. That's right. Anyway, those movies are The Menu, um, I don't know what kind of, what to classify it, thriller, uh, culinary thriller, and... Uh, um, Let's see, IMDb doesn't even have a classification, so yeah, culinary thriller, no, comedy, comedy horror thriller. I guess a dark comedy, maybe. Yeah, yeah that thanks. works. Also, The Fablements, the latest by Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, a somewhat... <laughs> yes, it's so, Somewhat... Uh, Semi-autobiographical. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then we're going to conclude our show with a review of Glass Onion, a nice out story or tale, Mystery. whatever. Mystery, thank you. Um, it's uh, not a sequel, but it is of sorts. Right. It's a murder mystery movie. And check that out. Unlike Clue, not unlike Clue. I mean, yeah, um, fuck that game. Yeah, fuck that game. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Um, I actually have never played Clue. I've just heard that name. Yeah, I think I, 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 I think I never finished the game of Clue. I probably did play, and I probably played one full game once. <laughs> there you so, go. If I ask someone older, with, they'll with be like, power, oh, I played with, it our, with our powers combined, we, we don't know the game. About Clue. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know enough. Um, you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Um, over there, you can watch uh, in the middle. We're in the middle of a marathon, the anniversaries marathon. We're going to finish next year. Not to mention, we did a huge one on Batman. That was like a big staple that was of the a good year. One. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what the 2022 is now with the year of the Batman because of all the Batman shit we covered. So right. uh, check that out at otherpodcast.com. I keep selling Batman, uh, Lego Batman movie on people, to people. Nice. Yes. Um, um, Today, um, I was, uh, you, know, you know, never mind. I was going to mention a Batman anecdote. Like, ah, that's fine. We did enough. So, uh, with that in mind, Luke, you, this is December. Are you preparing for the festivities that tend to occur oh, at the end of it? I, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Needless spending on my niece and nephew and what the fuck is a Squishmallow? What is this? Oh, I can, I don't know oh wait, is that the thing that goes like uh, has yes, different exactly. emotions? Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh, yep. I see that on TikTok. No, <laughs> the squishmallows. No, no, that's not squishmallows. Squishmallows are those uh, oh. bigger ones that like. Uh, there's like a ten inch. There's like sixteen inch ones. Yeah, they're, they're oh, big ones that like. Fucking weird. Like. Oh, okay. It's so weird. Or TikTok tells okay. me. Uh, yeah. Uh, you so should really like the, tell your sister the, to get the, more. The, the beanie babies of this year, honestly. That's what Here, I'm I'll, categorizing I'll, show, I'll show you what my son wants. Here, I'll put it in a link. Um, Luke, oh. you should really tell your sister to have more kids because I right. have more things. <laughs> hey, did your son ever make a yeah, he did. letter to Santa? Dude, bro, he fucking did. He make a fucking dude. dude no. Wasn't that a sweet? How I mean, I, think, I don't, I don't, yeah, you, I mean, you fucking, you were like, you were like, what do you mean? It was just so funny. He was like, huh? yeah, I was over at Ralph's house and I was like, so what, did you write a letter to Santa? I mean, this kid pulled out a piece of paper right there and then started writing one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, he was totally. Uh, wants things. We we're very. Well, then he was like worried. He was like, "Why? Why hasn't the letter sent? What why the fuck is it? Why you hua battle? Yeah. Or, okay, but that's the thing. That's the, 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 the thing. The game is called or the thing on YouTube okay. is called Battle for Dream Island. Okay, 
And those are the characters, and they literally are just do dumb shit. They just kill each other all the time. <laughs> just senseless <laughs> violence? Yeah. It's Rick and Morty without plot. So if I want to buy every single one, I think on here, it's like uh, $200 for all oh. plushies. There's oh, like 50 oh. characters. Damn. Are you going to do it? For this, for, this, for this thing. I'm not going to get them all. <laughs> well, that's what I was asking. Sand on the other What the hell is and this? Anyone, anyone stumped on anyone? Gift wise? <laughs> yeah, everyone stumped on me, apparently. I was, yeah. I mean, we'll I could always come up with something, but I'd rather get something that you actually want. I came up with something. No, no, I'm saying I could I come up with something, for you. but like, I personally came up. With yeah, yeah, but like also, like also, I would like to get something that you guaranteedly want. You know, <laughs> there's two different schools here, right? Um, there's the the unique whatever. Oh, that's I got you. I'll send you my medical bills, anyways. So. Nah, you. My <laughs> wife really wants for Christmas is a third hole, <laughs> a third Jesus asshole. Christ, it's healing well, by the way. Anyways, yeah, I assume so. <sighs> Um, seeing as you're not recording this on your fucking gurney, I did just take a pill though, because I'm like, I need fucking today's been a, today's need, been a day out there. Need more wart cream for giant wart on my, <laughs> my ass. ass. <laughs> I don't know why that's a recurring thing for us, but that's dirty dope? work, no, dirty work oh, in general, okay. the movie is so quotable yeah, for us. For us. It's one of those you had to be there movies. Oh, yeah, I think like you can never show anyone in retrospect, right. you can't do it. No, 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 it's like trying to. That movie does not hit land at all. This right now, it's like trying to say like, "Oh, remember at that one time and that one party? I was really funny." Like you're trying to explain it to someone, like, right, "That's not right, gonna right. work." You know, you have to be there. I hear you. Um, anything you want to report, Ralph? Is it on your end? No, no. I mean, as far as like uh, stuff, no, that's yeah. private. Fuck you. I'm still getting your stuff, Pokemon Violet. <laughs> Obviously, right? not the private. Are you stuff. Scarlet? You want Scarlet? Uh, yeah, yeah, Violet. Scarlet. You want Scarlet or Violet? The you want Scarlet. Damn. Anyone been playing that game, by the way? If you can get Violet, it don't matter. He was not a big deal. Have you been I, mean, I saw it. I saw it played, and it looks like the rendering is like atrocious on it. The little, the newest patch helped a little, I think. So you have been playing it. Which one do you have? I have Scarlet. Me too. He needs to get Violet, man. I got well, you. no, I, too, so I got, I wanted Violet originally because my more my favorite color. But I went with Scarlet because uh, two or three people that I know have Violet already. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fine, I'll get Scarlet. We can trade. Um, oh, I'm also getting your son, Sonic Frontiers. No, no, no. That's me. I already got it. Oh, no, I'm getting it. I already got it. I, already I, I have it. I already ordered it. I don't give a shit. I, already it, I physically have it. I can show it to you right now. I already ordered the Amazon thing. Yeah, I paid for, for it. For what PS5. PS5. Oh, That's what Roth told me. I told you, <laughs> Ralph, not to let. No, I'm not. I'm giving it to him. I, I I've been I'm telling people. I told actually, it was uh, Sarah was looking at the list today, and I was like, I'm like "Great, you I can't get that. that. You can't get that." Yeah. And that's what, exactly what I said to her. I, I told I told the father of the kid, Luke. I told said, him. You he you assured me. Pokemon. I have it. Yeah. You're getting in Pokemon. You play a game all for yourself, little buddy. I got both for him. You enjoy I your Sonic. You're getting only one. Enjoy your Sonic. Enjoy your frontiers. <laughs> God damn it. I guess I can still return it. Thank you. I even bought a sock boy to go with it. Like, I don't know. Let me compete for Leo's affection. Let me add some TVs here on this uh, Amazon wish list. I love how this podcast is just about our Amazon wish list. Yeah, now it is. (laughs) Now it is. (laughs) Remember, guys, Steam gift cards, always the perfect gift. Hmm. Or uh, actually, or Apple gift cards for iTunes. Yeah, you always put that on your list. Or PS or PlayStation gift cards. Yeah, or that one. Uh, other than Steam, I'm with you because I don't. I don't ever use play computer games. 
Um, okay, with that said, now we're going to go into some recent discoveries. After that little discovery, I'm so glad we found out now, though. Because, Luke, I would have murdered you. Right there and there, I would have murdered your ass. Um, especially if you opened yours first. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Not happening. All right. Back, but this is not Nam. Back to reality now. Um, Luke, what have you seen lately? Besides, Oh, man. <laughs> I know you saw Sonic. <laughs> I did. Wait, the first time? Yes, he yes. saw it. Yeah, he has it on the list. <laughs> okay, well, first, I saw yeah. a movie, which... I think Speed was like the recurring theme of the two movies I saw, because the first one is called Lamborghini, <laughs> The Man Behind the Legend. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the life story of uh, Ferruccio Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. God, it sucked. <laughs> it sounds boring to me. It was, but... it was a biopic, and I'm like, oh, okay, Lamborghini biopic, whatever. Know nothing about this. I'll watch it. This The lack of speed in this movie was astonishing. Really? Yeah. So in, there's like this whole like thing where he's uh, chasing after Ferrari. So the, the, the movie sets up with him racing the guy from Ferrari. In a, Ferrari, in, a, in a Ferrari, him in a Lambo, obviously. And it's like, and throughout the, his life story, like, either he has the lead or the Ferrari guy has the lead or whatever. And you expect there to be, like, an essence of speed in this movie. I swear to God, I felt like they were going 20 miles per hour the entire time. <laughs> the lack of speed was astonishing. It yeah. felt so slow. And then the, then the plot was obviously, you know, his life, but it just felt like... I could have read this in a very short Wikipedia article. Yeah. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. And it's also, it's not a documentary. It's a biopic, right? Yes. Bio. Got it. I, I thought it, it, it's, it reads like a documentary. Yeah. No, it was um, by the way. A, a very bad biopic. Yeah. Doesn't, I mean, I never heard of it. So that's even. That's, I, I, it was like, it was like a whim. I was like, yeah, that seems like it could be good. And no. Okay. Well, you know, you. I guess uh, you. It, it can't be said that uh, you're a show for all biopics. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So next up. Next, in preparation of getting Raphael's son, uh, you know, the Sonic Frontiers game. That you. Oh, is that preparation? I don't know. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog movie from 2020. <laughs> also because you're I, in the mindset of purchasing <laughs> that. Now. Also because I. Also bought the second movie. It sounds like I still gotta watch you the first. You bought it before watching the first. Well, yeah, you know me. You're on fucking real. You're on fucking real though. So I saw that. Uh, it was okay. I mean, very what I expected to be. I can't even remember the first one anymore. I've seen the second one so many times. This house. <laughs> I've only seen each of them once. So I do feel like James Marsden has a career of just talking to things that aren't there. Like on the uh, on the green screen set or whatever, how he does it. Uh, well, wasn't he uh, in the Chipmunk movies? Oh, that's right, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I just thought about that. <laughs> no, wait, no, 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 no. Wasn't that the guy from uh, from the Kevin Smith era? Was his name? I thought it was him from Mallrats and Chasing Amy. Is that? I don't know. Let's look. Jason something. <sighs> he has like a very common name. I just don't remember the name. Then I don't know. Maybe I just confused it too, but I don't know. I'm gonna find out right now for you. What you talk? So be quiet. Are we talking about? Uh, who are we talking about? Jason Lee. Jason Lee. It's Jason Lee, bro. Yeah, you confused the two. Yeah. 
white people. They look the same. Dude, I'm, I'm with you. I can see that. So it's my. Because I said it, and you thought the same thing, right? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, for a <laughs> minute, and it was like, no, no, wait a second. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, movie was fine. Weird establishment of the backstory, but and I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. Hey, let's introduce this character, like character in the very beginning of the movie, and never mention them again. I, I thought that'd be like a thing to like pull them back later on in the story, but no. Nah. For who? Mm. Uh, that owl character. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, Have you I, seen part two yet? No. Okay. Well, well wa- after you watch part two, watch the poster for part two. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, you go in ascending order of better stuff. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. So we'll see. Okay. I think they they are making a part three already, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that movie makes fucking movies. money, bro. They're huge movies. Also, have any, have, has anyone ever beaten a Sonic game here? So- yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 only, though. You I like beat the it, first it. two. Yes. The first two for sure. I know I have the first two. Why? I'm just curious. I think I've always given up. Oh, uh, they're not known to be hard. <laughs> well, no, they're just annoying. Like Some levels are just annoying. For Tedious, no yes. Like but the like, casino at, one? At, just at, at that age, I didn't care. I just wanted to get it done. No, of course, yeah. I had a devotion just... of a thousand suns back then. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> you had two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Literally. I was more bad at Killer Instinct back then. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get those combos right. Oh, ultra! That's right. Sounds just oh. like it. Thank you. All right, so anything else you've seen? No, just those two. All right. Ralph, what you got? The Christmas movie of the season, Violent Night. I actually want to see this. Okay, so really? uh, when, a group, when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. Legit plot point. Um, this is directed by Tommy Vricola uh, or something. I don't know, whatever. That's Polish. Uh, this, is, this is starring starring David Harbour as Santa Claus. John Luigi's uh, They have uh, nicknames, and his name is Scrooge in it. Go figure. Okay. Um, and then fuck everybody else, because everybody else is just like, meh. You've probably seen them, but it's whatever. That's all you need to know. Those are the two billing top two. Um, this is this is this is a fun movie. They play on they they um they do a lot of. Oh, actually, I did want to mention one person that's uh, in the movie. Where is she, do they show her? Oh, there might, might be a a thing where they don't want to. No, Beverly the Angel. Yep. Um. So they do introduce. Uh, they do do a lot of callbacks to like old old Christmas movies, like National Lampoon's mm-hmm. uh, Vacation, uh, Christmas, and um. You do uh, Die Hard, there's references, uh, Home Alone, there's references to that, and then, uh, what's it called? So there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this movie, and it's actually, maybe it's violent as fuck, for sure, but it's really fun. Like, it's a great time watching it, my wife hated the movie, but that's why it's so great, because it was one of those, like, she was like, what the fuck did you make me watch? And I was like, uh amazingness is what i made you watch that's that's what i that's what i made you watch santa claus is an action hero right that's the whole thing yes and no but it's just it's plenty fun it's obviously not like i think it's like amazing but it's it is great like especially for like what it is okay yeah i saw we i think we saw one of those guys movies before what's that dead snow (laughs) that's the same guy nazi zombies yeah, yeah, I know that snow. That was him. Oh. So he just likes snow and violence. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's German. Yeah, no shit. Sure. Yeah, okay. sure he had to be. Um, the tagline yeah. for this movie is, you better watch out. 
You know what the sequel tagline is, right? You better not cry. You better not cry. That's the sequel tagline. Yeah. You can make a whole series of these based on a fucking song. You you could in theory, yeah. Anyways, that's I forgot. So the next movie I saw that I had forgot to mention that when I saw it, which was on the last week's podcast, is a weird the Al Yankovic story. That's right. We all saw it together. Yeah, we did, but I think you had mentioned it on the podcast that I yeah, wasn't yeah. Sure. Which makes sense. Um, this was um, was a movie. And, uh, no, no, I think. Um, did it disappoint? This, this was a... No. It is exactly what... Not exactly what I expected, but it is like what you can expect from Weird Al. Yeah. It, and the, what exactly he does, everything he does, it's amazing, and it's uh, it's such a great, great movie. Just the the, the tropes he he plays on, the uh, I mean, just the the obviously the music and everything like that. That's the other thing I found a little weird was having having to hear Weird Al's, I guess, voice over the and then having uh, and the singing that? parts, right? The singing parts, yeah. It was a little weird, but um, at yeah, the same yeah. time, I I get it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, also I've never, I don't think there was ever been a, been a party where there's an accordion on purpose, um, <laughs> and people were jealous that you can play it really well. Yeah, no, I heard about the scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, uh, I still haven't seen that yet, but I will. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, it's your, you laugh out loud because you have to, and it's, it says it's a biography movie, which I mean, sure. Like, mm-hmm. There's some stuff that happens, right? I, it's just so funny the what he what he does to the genre think, of biopics, yeah. To which I mean, Luke should love, and I'm sure he did. To what he what he makes fun of, what he oh, yeah. talks about, it's it's just fantastic. I think this movie looks by way by the what you're saying and other people have told me um, is that it looks what it looks like it did right what Blonde tried to do. Dude, it's everything. Yeah, like Blonde right? with this weird route. Where they just wanted to like super get into the thing, and no, the, the, the opposite. This is a parody. This is like he does parody music, and he's gonna parody. The but movie. it gets the essence and the spirit of it, right? Like that. Well, like how we try to do that by making yeah, up yeah. things, right? Yeah, this, this, this one exactly. Same. This one does the same thing, yeah. and it just Wait, making up things. What are you talking? Well, about? Blonde made up things, right? No, no it says they, all all biographies, biographies made up make up things. By the way, but no, uh, these this is the weird Al one is legit, man. No, it's, it's not legit. Real. Shut up. Rest and, in peace. Yeah. It's just so good, by the way. It's just so it's just so well done. Everything that he does is fantastic. Yeah, I, you can tell he had fun. Like, there's no way he he has a ton of fun writing this. Like, there's yeah. no way he did. Um, there's no way he didn't. Right? Yeah, there's no way he did. Yeah, that's so. Those are the movies I've seen. I have another one that's on your list, by the way, which we'll talk about together. Oh, really? Yeah, you can figure no. that one. Anyways, I assume um, it's the wonder. Well, maybe not. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna start off here with um, I saw a horror movie, Terrifier Two. Anyone know this movie, Terrifier One and Two? No, but uh, AMC really wanted me to watch this movie. I don't know why. Oh, it's an AMC. Okay, I didn't know that. I it was in theaters. I found it in the Great Open Sea. Um, after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. This is made by Damien Leone, or Leone, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Written and directed by him. 
Uh, Art the Clown. Uh, and, and so, so Art, uh, the first Terrifying movie came out, uh, 2016, I want to say, 2017. And, um, I saw it and I, it is one of those, um, made to look like an 80s schlocky and like independent, low budget horror movies, but it's done well in the sense of like, it has a lot of gore, a lot of fun, a lot of horror in it. Um, and Terrifier, the first, I think, accomplished that and managed to keep a, a steady level, like amount of um, like it never broke its own rules. It, it was never too too ridiculous from what it was saying. Like uh, it stayed within its own track, and it, I think it delivered some pretty awesome fucking scenes. Terrified two comes out, and I hear before I saw it, this is months ago. Uh, I heard that it's like really amazing and it's super awful, and like don't watch it alone, that kind of thing. And of course, I'm like, I'm sure it's fine, and it is fine. Don't get me wrong; there are some badass kills here. Some of these people are like way more, way too alive than they should be. At some points, like you should have been dead like five tortures ago. Yeah. Um, this is a great picture, by the way. I'm going to put it up on the whole thing right. for terrifier. But uh, but yeah, I really like this movie. I really, uh, I, I really, by I really, yes, that's that's a good one. There's like a ton of those images in the in the movie itself too. They probably stole that right from the movie. Um, yeah, they did. It. And uh, I really like how dumb this movie is. It is not a smart movie. It's not going to make any top 10 anything. But, like, I just love the horror of it. And it is ridiculous. And the song is catchy in the middle there that they come up with. I uh, like this little commercial jingle for for Art the Clown. Um, yeah, the plot doesn't make sense. There's some supernatural element involving the origins of the clown. Doesn't matter. Trust me. Just look for the kills. It is just a fun kill push. ride. Yeah, this um, is some great artwork going on in this uh, poster, by the way, too. And I love mm-hmm. how the poster is folded. And it's yeah. unfolded to show you. That's great. It's still yeah, it's, great it's, touches. it's as good as that is. As, yeah, I would say that's as good as it is. Like, you know what you're going into. Yeah, at least yeah, I'm yeah. Hoping. But don't look for any nuance or any well writing or anything. You just look for fun. Uh, and I will say the, the writing is better than most of this kind of movie. So it's not as bad like, oh, that's a bad line. It's more like, oh, okay, that's just not a great line. Um, so I liked it. I'm a fan. I would recommend it. So that's Terrifier 2, uh, apparently available on AMC. Um, next up, I saw a Netflix movie, The Wonder. Is this by chance a movie you saw? No. Damn it. <laughs> the I Wonder. Uh, a tale of two strangers who transform each other's lives. A psychological thriller and a story of love pitted against evil. Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. So it's Florence Pugh, Tom Burke, Keila Lord Cassidy, or Keila? Pew Pew. Yeah. Uh, made by, uh, directed by Sebastian Lelio, uh, based on the book by Emma Donoghue, which I, she might be alive still, based on the, the way this movie ends. I have no idea. Um, weird movie. I, I picked this movie, I watched this movie because, uh, Florence Pugh, first of all, she's never disappoints, and she doesn't in this movie. She is great. Um, I wouldn't say it's her best role necessarily, but that's a competition, but she's really good in this movie as well. It is a period piece. She plays a nurse, uh, a nurse in the 16th century, I think. 17th century, sorry. Um, no, no, it's much earlier than maybe 1800s. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, she plays a nurse in older times. And um, this is in Ireland, by the way. Um, she gets sent by, by London or by English to go to the small town and check up on this potential miracle child, right? And this miracle child supposedly has gone at that point several months without eating food and they're calling her a miracle like a god-blessed miracle that she can survive and still like be able to walk and she's not like 
bone thin either. Like he's like walking and talking. And we call singing. it poverty. We call it poverty, right? And the, it is poverty as fuck down there, by the way. And uh, she's sent there to uh, watch over her, make sure it's real, and that uh, you know, and if she ever needs help or wants food, to not deny her. That everyone won't deny her food. It's just that she hasn't needed it, right? And she doesn't eat. So really sending her down there to make sure whether or not it's right. It's correct or it's real or legit or whatever. And among other things, too. And it does involve heavily with the religion aspect, of course, and mainly the nurse's uh, point of view of the whole thing and seeing the uh, the newspaper man in town coming in for the story and the townsfolk and what they think and the mother, what she thinks, and the child and what she says and thinks and so on. And it's very interesting, very cool drama. It's just solid drama, though. It is not a horror or anything like that. Um, and I liked it. I recommend it. It has a weird beginning. It has a weird bookmarks, very weird bookmarks that I'd be curious to talk about in spoilers some, someday maybe with you guys, if you guys see it. Um, but I haven't talked to anyone about it yet. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot to think about in this movie. So yeah, The Wonder, I really enjoyed it. It's on Netflix, guys. Next up here, I saw Neil Brennan's Blocks. Is this the one you saw? Yep. Okay. So Neil Brennan is a stand-up com- comedian. I really liked his last one. Did you see his last one? Three mics. Three mics. Yeah. Uh, no. Very excellent. I someone turned me onto that a couple years back, and it was very good. Loved it. And then I hear, obviously, I was up on it on this one the second it came out. Neil Brennan's Blocks is a. It is. It is stand up comedy special. Um, It is one of those, but it's unique in the sense that the guy mixes a lot of his life. And in a story kind of like a Kevin Smith, you know, a night with yeah. Kevin Smith kind of retelling of his own thing. And in the process is making you, you know, laugh and think about things along the way. And I really like his, uh, his shtick, his point of view. I really like the way he is very nuanced. Like you either like what he's saying or you don't kind of thing. But for me, I found it insightful and funny as fuck. I was showed, I showed a friend of mine recently, three mics and we loved it. It was great to rewatch that. Uh, I do recommend this as much as that as well. Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, no, I think it's um, the comedy. Special. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I did. I dug, I dug it. It was. Um, it's definitely unique. It's uh, classified as comedy documentary, and it's. I guess. Well, I get why. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, it, it is a lot of uh, his life um, and how he peppers it into. And I know everybody does it. You know, every comedian brings up their life stuff and what happens, you know, but he really, it's, it's actually, he's talking about his life and then he makes it funny. That's really yeah. what's going on. Um, but it's not afraid to get serious for a while either. No, 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 no. And it's a cool perspective and it's a cool, like, just to see somebody's, like, thought process, I suppose. And that's really mm-hmm. interesting because he does it in a, he does it in a good, uh, entertaining way, but at the same time, it feels very real. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel forced at all. He never does. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think my favorite, uh, I guess if you, one of the favorite things he's talking about is just how he's, uh, what's it called? Um, not socialist, a uh, liberal. Yeah. How liberal, how liberal he is. That's like my, one of my favorite things he says. And it's just like, he delves into this cool thing. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like, uh, I, I don't want to say higher comedy, but it's. It's definitely a different type of comedy that you're used to than just your normal type of stand-up. Yeah, he's like he's like a, a big he's like a, the prime example, maybe the more modern prime example of uh, write what you know kind of writing. Yeah, like kind of storytelling. He really writes what he knows, which is his own life. You know, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
And he talks a lot about his depression times and things like that and exes and shit. I like yeah. what he has to say about pets and liberals and, and guns. Uh, the NRA thing was funny. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff going on yeah. also. Uh, there's this, t- this type of subject matter mm-hmm. uh, that's going on a lot with like, self-exploration, right? But self-exploration and like, kind of like also just more like now putting yourself in that box or putting yourself in that in the right container that you're supposed to be in or what, that, however you want to classify yourself. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and I think that's where he's he does a good job of like how he brings it up. So yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And the way he describes himself as a pet owner, the way he uh, puts it out there, it's very similar to how I feel as a pet owner. Um, like, yep. am I doing this right? Am I not supposed to feel more love for my pet? Like, the <laughs> right, way he puts right. it is really funny. I'm like, yeah, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, check it out, guys, on Netflix. It, on Netflix. Was it worth the watch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll watch it again. I'll, I'll show it to you if that's what it takes. I'll watch it a million times. Anyway, that's uh, that's that on Netflix. Last up here, I saw a movie in theaters right now. Um, you know, I'm catching up. This is the last of the month. Catch up to movies. Yeah, I saw Luca Guadagnino's latest movie, Bones and All. Yeah, I saw that one too. You saw it too? Nah. No, you didn't. Like, didn't you ask me about it? started at 10 o'clock and I couldn't make it. That's right. I invited you. It was like a last minute thing. Yeah. He did movies such as A Bigger Splash, I Am Love. I Am Love is amazing, by the way. Uh, Caught Me By Your Name, which was nominated for a bunch of things uh, not too ba- not too long ago in 2017. And he also did Suspiria, which I've yet to see. Um, Wait, no, I wanted to watch uh, The remade one? The remade Suspiria? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Was it good? I haven't. I just said I haven't you seen it. You just said he hasn't seen it. Oh. Yeah. I yeah, thought it wasn't. That's why. Oh yeah, I wanted to watch that one. I have no interest in any of the other movies you mentioned. Well, I am Love is really good. I recommend that for everyone. But um, I also that's fine. You don't have to watch it. Children's of all ages. No, no, no. It's very adult. It's an adult romance for sure. Um, so Bones and All is uh, it's part romance, part horror, uh, all road trip. And it's a road trip movie. Let me read the thing here. Ma- uh, Marin, a young woman learns how to survive on the margins of society. Not a very great thing there, but whatever. Uh, this movie stars Taylor Russell as Marin, as the lead act- uh, the lead character. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is in here. For the longest time in the movie, Timothy Chalamet was like, I would have called him a, a strong supporting character and not like uh, the other main character. Not like, uh, you know, not sharing the screen equally. But there's a whole third act where he's like heavily involved. I'm like, okay, He's the second main character. <laughs> but because um, for the longest time, I'm just not sure, you know. This movie also has uh, Andre Holland, Marin's father, a really good, a really good presence of him because he's only in the beginning, but he's like feels there the whole time. Also has Michael Stuhlbarg and David Gordon Green in this movie playing really weird characters. And last but not least, uh, the, the weirdo of this movie is Mark Rylance. Uh, who, if you see his face and stuff, you'll be like, that guy's playing a weirdo? Like, yeah. That guy, the super serious guy from Bridges Spies, um, is that guy. This movie's a weird one, guys. I, I highly recommend it, by the way. It's a movie about uh, this girl who's like, it's almost coming of age, but it's not. She just turned 18 or 17, I think. And she um, gets abandoned by her father because she has strange urges. And those urges are vampiric in nature, but they're not vampires. No one says the word vampires. They, she has this need to eat human flesh. Not okay. suck blood. Eat human flesh. And it's like raw and it's like, and it's getting worse. So she has to come to some sort of survivability in this plant, in this world. And in the back, in the back roads of 
the United States, especially the Midwest. She's traveling to look for her mom, who is the one she inherited this thing from. And she's never met her mom and about that. So it's like really a story about that. And it's so it has touches of a lot of things in here that are if it didn't have the gory elements, it would just be a very road trip, you know, romance drama kind of movie. But when they add that in there, it kind of mixes a lot of weird things in it. It makes the movie kind of like unique. So I recommend it. I think it was a I think it was a nice home run on this movie. I really liked it. Um it was very late when I saw it. It was like the last showing. I thought I was afraid. Like, oh, man, I might fall asleep a little bit. Uh, but no, this movie kept me glued and awake. It really nice. Recommended. Uh, also not super long. Not short, but not long. Like two hours. Um, so, yeah. Check it out, guys, in theaters right now. Bones and all. And that is it for our recent discoveries. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going re- to review our first film, which is what? The Menu. The menu. That's right. Stay with us. I'm always right. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. This is uh, directed by Mark Milo. The menu, sorry. This is directed by Mark Milo. Uh, written by Seth Rice or Reese and Will Tracy. Starring Ralph Fiennes, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hung Chuao, Janet McTeer, uh, John Luguzamo, and uh, Reed Bernie. Reed Bernie, you guys probably know who he is. And uh, we'll leave it at that. There's other people, but fuck them. Fuck them. That's why. Uh, the menu. Okay, so this, I'm going to go with uh, Luke because he was the most, the least interested in this movie. I very much was. Yeah, so Luke, what did you think of the menu? I didn't know that. He made it very vocal to me that he was not interested in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep seeing the uh, trailer for it all the time, and I'm just like. I know where this movie's going to go. So he's, he's like, this movie looks anti-food, Ralph. I can't do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a man who loves his food, so. Right. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I was surprised that... Predictable, for the most part. couple things here and there. I was like, okay, that's a cool little twist. But, for the most part, I liked it. Ralph Fiennes was really good. Really creepy. Didn't expect. He's he's a weird. Uh, I always expect. He's an all rounder. He's an all rounder. He can be a lot. Yeah. Of, he can be a lot of faces. So he can do a lot. Uh, of what, what's her face? The one who played um, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Or she the... was. She was good. She was good. Uh, I hated uh, fucking Nicholas Holt's character so much, and I loved it. Like he's. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's wanted to punch him in the back of the head so hard. For sure. For sure. But yeah, overall, I can see these types of people that are in this movie, and I'm glad of the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, I uh, I also enjoy this movie. I found it very likable, very much in the same way that I liked Triangle Sadness. Yeah. I think this movie, Triangle Sadness, worked great. Double feature. Um, not super great, of course. They have, they have slightly different variations on what they're going for. But very similar world. Like, they're clearly catering to the super rich. A lot of these people are, except for our main lead here, uh, who is clearly and obvious from the very first scene. <laughs> she does not belong here. Um, in the sense that, you know, she can't afford it. Um, but yeah, this whole, like, separation of the world to eat, uh, this, you know, the food that no one can have. And it's in painstaking to make. And yes, they gel because, you know, they gel. And... Um, 
Yeah, I liked it. Uh, um, I liked how it's a one-off. I like how it's explainable. Like, uh, like the movie is unrealistic, but unrealistic because I just don't know this world at all. But sure. like, um, I found it um, at the same time believable in the way that, like, yeah, okay, I can see how if you get broken down enough, you can go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nicholas Holt is the only character other than Anya Taylor. I guess the main two characters are the only two really that I can relate to that I've met people, not relate to, but like I've met people like those before. Yeah. Everyone else are like, I, I don't know, you know, they are, I think what those people would be like, right. but I don't know them personally in my life, but yeah, I'm with you, Luke. I want to punch him in the front of his face, not just the back. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want one. Definitely. It's funny. Cause I told my girlfriend about this movie. Yeah. And she was like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. But it's about those people that go to like to fancy restaurants and take pictures of their food. And she's like, I do that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I'm, and then I, and after she said that, I'm like, and they all get killed. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't like this movie. And I'm like, yeah. I don't I know like this one. movie. Right, right, right. Uh, I bear, yeah, I bear the one specific thing that Oscar had said. Uh, it did give me that uh, Trigo Sadness vibes. Also, another movie I picked. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but besides I that, think what Robert's about to tell us is that he's broke, bitch. Rich? He's broke, uh, bitch. I, that's I, what he's I'm saying. Broke, I'm broke and I hate the motherfuckers. No, um, that's what he's saying. I am broke, but yeah. Anyways, besides the point, I uh, I dug this movie too. I found it funny. I found it uh, some characters believable. Um, it is that that thing. I think it's a trend also uh, of like us just not giving a fuck about the mega rich, right? Or the super rich, or the people who are think they're entitled to things, right? And stuff like that. I also see the uh, chef's perspective of stuff, right? In a weird way. Um, but yeah, um, a thousand percent would punch Nicholas Holt, or Tyler in this case, in his face. Um, specifically him in this movie. Not in real life. There's uh, one scene in this movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I think I did really enjoy his, uh, did a good job um, overall, everything else. I think the rest of the movie is just, it's a fun movie to watch, and I, I laughed at moments that I probably shouldn't have laughed, but I thought it was funny. Um, it is that dark kind of humor going on at uh, certain aspects of the movie, and I took uh, a friend of the show, Greg, because, obviously, um, it is a, a, oh, because uh, he's a, a chef. movie about a, yeah, he's a the chef. quote-unquote right? chef. Oh, my God. By the way, what, what's the, the quote-unquote? Is he or the, not? The, the, the scene, the quote-unquote. He's a sous chef in a fucking... Yes, he's... Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> well, he said I it. I can't stand you. He's a, he, Anyway, shut up, okay? He, uh... The chef... Yeah, the the part where we're all talking about why we would punch him is uh the the face he made. He was like, I he wanted to punch like the screen, like right that in there, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Um, and there's some funny stuff going on, and I like uh, how the movie's divided also, and it gives you like a little ca- little uh, by the the theme of the the meals, and it, it gives you little captions of everything that's going on or the the the, the what's it called um, the header. The footer it tells you everything what's going on, like all the plates you're getting. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right, yeah. So that's a nice little touch. It's a, it's cool. It almost feels like you're in a those cooking shows or whatever that they're showing what they're what they're serving. I guess I and, wouldn't. Well, my wife watches a lot of them, so and yeah, I ended sure. up watching like three episodes in a row because I was like, "Fuck, that was good." So yeah, right. Um, okay, well, we kind of all like the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder how it. Uh, I don't know how it relates to real culinary art, like. Like, um, like uh, you know, a movie like this could, you know, by intention or otherwise, could make me hungry. It had, but it didn't until the end, right? We'll get to the end. 
But like, I feel like none of the cooking going on in this movie, if you want to call it, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And honestly, when we get to the second course, which is the bread, the breadless oh, course, I was like, oh, I know what they're doing so now. That's when I realized. Why? What I thought it was that at first, but that's when I realized. Huh, the firestorm that's coming. Like that's when I realized what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. That that. I tell joy is like everybody in those. She is the audience surrogate. She, she is. What, she is yeah. the audience surrogate. That's specifically that scene. She's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Just give me bread. Like, I'm not going to eat a bunch doing? of like ketchup and whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It was. It was great. Yeah. Don't do me wrong. I'm sure the best ketchup ever made, but right. still, like that's squeeze from the best tomatoes With, without a fry. You know, it's not gonna work with me. Um, yeah, that was that was funny though. That was like, but that was a dark comedy in it. But I didn't yeah. laugh at that moment because it was annoying. It was, it felt like pretentious, like Luke said. But no, um, it felt so pretentious. But yeah. you don't. I think uh, watching that movie, that part again. If I was, while I'm watching the second time, yeah, I'd laugh. Because yeah, right. now, now you don't. Know. Right. But but then once I figured out that what what they're gonna go with, I'm like, oh, all of these uh, cooks and whatever, they're like they're jailers really. Um and it's a different it's a different feel in that moment for me. Um there's a lot of like different kinds of people here. For example, like there's the the three bros that are like the Wall Street bros, the business bros that are in the movie. They look like extras from Promising Young Woman, by the way. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a great one. Um, and they're only there because of the bo- their boss. Yes, because their boss and owns they the, the island. Throw, they literally throw that weight around so hard, so hard. And I'm just like, you're every, you're literally every person. I hate like you're the kind of guy who you bump into somebody, you go, watch where you're going. Like, shut the fuck up. I'd have yeah. beat the shit out of you. Yep. And then we get the uh, the um, <laughs> the the Hollywood star. Which I'm not really sure. I think that I don't know if I buy, like, I don't know if I, mm, it seemed like a lot of this stuff um, has a more personal taste as to why these people were invited that I'm going to stay away from I, describing. But I got to like, say, I think my favorite reason is why he's invited. It's no, I get that. It's the worst. I was like, are you? <laughs> His entire existence in the, in the movie is for that punchline. Oh right. no! I, yeah, hundred percent is yeah. Not a lot of substance. It's my point. <laughs> no, no, I get it, but it, I thought it was a good punch. It's like the breadless course. He's course too. Um, same thing with the girl too, by the way. Same, same one-off joke. Uh, uh, the, his, uh, his, his, uh, his wife in the movie. I think they were married. No. Um, it's, it's just... Then the older couple and the mom. The mom was great in the background. I kept finding her in the background. Oh my great. god! Just drunk off her ass. Drunk off her ass. She knows, and she knew the whole time. Didn't oh, she say a knows. Single fucking word. Right. Um, just drank and drank and drank. Um, yeah. And Ralph Fiennes, though, uh, I think he, I think he portrays a a pretty good, like, you know, one of those uppity chefs that you hear yeah. about that you see in these shows that your wife watches. You know. Yeah. Um, just without the yelling on some of them, you know? Uh, yeah, I think he does a good job of that. Um, and also something like the whole perfection thing, you know, the very few, not very few, but a lot of these types of jobs you think of, um, uh, like a, well, like a concert pianist maybe might be this precise, right. And have perfect pitch and like, do you like have no imperfections and everything sleek, into their rhythms of their lives in order to achieve perfect sound, right? That's what this guy's like for food. And he embodies that really well. That's my point. I'll find. Um, did you guys know 
what Anja Taylor Joy's character was, or did you have to wait until it was explained? Like why uh, she's there? I don't mean why she's there, but like how she became to become there. I just that was like, one of the like, things that I didn't see coming. Hmm. I just I was like, oh, just a date, or just someone like a new person. In yeah, this I kept life. thinking it was like a old childhood friend or a childhood friend or something like that that just like was really? joining him at first. So at yeah. first I thought that, or like a. Or like a, I guess like a date or like a sister at the, at first because they were they were very just like kind of like talking normally right, mm-hmm. but then it's, uh, but then it was like when they introduced the older couple right and they're like oh like blah 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 and I was like okay no I can see what I can see what this is I think it's more of a then I I thought a little bit it could have been what it, what it is mm-hmm. and I was just like eh we'll see where it goes and I just let it go because I was like eh I'm not worried about that I'll worry about it later yeah. What do you think this movie has to say about uh, like these kind of restaurants, the fancy restaurant, the people that visit them? The it's saying something about this world. What do you guys think it's saying? But at the same time, um, <clears throat> it's uh, I think it's just saying it's just like we it's like we feed into the machine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we give them this giant kudos, and we're showing we're willing to dish out money for something that's this big, but we feed their egos, right? Uh, to, some, to a certain extent, right? Um, and then that's, but then we expect, right, like we we get greatness from them, then we feed their egos, and then we expect perfection from them, and then it's like a weird loop, like of uh, infinity loop of like, well, I, I, can I can I strive, can I give you perfection at all times? And then are you even, and then at one point you're like not even able to go to them, you know, because now you're just so untouchable because for perfection, well, you need a lot of money or you need a lot of this or you need a lot of that, you know, and yeah. it's like you became used, you, you you were this chef that, you know, everyone loved you and you obviously became big. You started up where you were affordable and now because we fed you your ego, you fed you this, now you're this almost like unreachable person now in a weird way. Uh, I'm going to go with the whole givers and takers thing that they mentioned. You know how some people in this are givers, they give, they make it, whatever. And these people are about consuming and they want to just consume like the greatest things that are able to get. And they're, you know, how they say, like, here you don't eat as a thing, you're supposed to like enjoy it, you just not eat it. Normal people would just eat, they just, for them, it's not like I'm not just here to eat, I'm just here to have this like experience because I can only get it and others can't. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. I, it definitely is a, a lot of that. And uh, so Rafa, what Rafa was saying is like, it's more about like the status of being able to go to one than it right. is meant to eat the fucking food, right? Of these fancy places that no one can attain. It's not, yeah. a, it's well, not obtainium well, in a restaurant. Right. It, <laughs> it is. It is kind of, well, what's yeah. sad is that I think the people mm-hmm. who would really enjoy this just can't make it there. Would it be able to go? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can. Right. Well, and yeah. I think people who, right, exactly. Like, people who would be like, Oh, dude, this is going to be a great experience. We're going to enjoy the food. It's going to be fantastic. It's like we're nowhere to be able to go there. It's like saving for like a fucking trip to Japan or something. You know, yeah. offer a restaurant instead. And you're like, for one meal or, or I could go for a whole week somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and it is a, it is a, like this movie is a skewing both sides in this case where um, because the Ralph Fiennes is not like but it's not like a god or anything like that. He's not above anything. He's not in the pedestal. To some people, he is. Well, in the acting world, sure. But uh, no, in this movie, no, I know, I know what you mean. Um, 
but in this movie, like, there's a lot of skewing of his own ego and, you know, whatever he, whatever came about that led to this point is on yeah. him as well. There is some of that in the movie that, uh, in spoilers probably, that uh, touches on that. I think well enough. Uh, the only real downside of this movie is that it doesn't really go into any of these. It's more of um, it's more of an overall blanket on a lot of them. You know what I mean? It's uh, it covers it tries it covers a lot of ground in, in in this kind of setting in this kind of world of the ultra rich and the culinary world, but the very specific kind. And um, it is making fun of these people, but it doesn't go. It's more of an overview than it is about something specific. So um, I would say that's probably like a negative on the movie. Um, but it's a fun ride, and I think we should get to spoilers. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do that. Story now. Sad to say, is that um, because of the way they interacted, I knew that she was a sex worker in the first scene. Really? Yes, they were talking way too negotiatingly, like it was their first time. But she was being too nice. She was being like formal nice. It felt to me, and I was like, "This is this feels transactional," in that very first scene, and I just <laughs> guessed at it, and I was right. Interesting. So yeah, no, I just and I, I was I, like, yeah, I never got the whiff of family necessarily either. I just felt like they were so comfortable with each other. I felt yeah. comfortable in a weird way. I just thought they were like a boyfriend and girlfriend scenario, and he was just like different of different class, essentially. Like, mm. so, you know, I'm paying for this experience, you know, whatever. So, nah. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I'm just saying, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that from me. That's interesting, but I can see that for sure. Bless you. Sorry. Um, but yeah, my my, <laughs> you sneeze? No, I said bless you. Oh, I thought you was. In, no, I thought Luke was in the sneeze. Um, oh, just yawning. Anyway, um, I the scene that made me hungry was the burger scene because the one thing that I fucking wanted was a fucking burger. Out of all the food that they had there, I didn't recognize a single fucking thing. <laughs> I'm the guy that gets the burger. I was like, "This is me." Like, I, this is yeah. I'll be getting the burger too. That was the best oh. looking burger in a long time, dude. Right? As soon as I got out of the movie, I texted up. I'm like, "I want a burger." Yeah, you yeah. really did. You really yeah. did. I was like, "You must have seen the movie." <laughs> you must have seen the menu. Hey, burger sales have tripled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes though is when uh, I think I don't know how many burgers just happened at this point. Uh, and uh, everyone's like, calm down. And he's like, the guy comes in to pour wine. And he's like, uh-huh. swine is after he had already explained the first time when the wine was, fan- you know, they were amicable. And he's like, this wine is from, you know, one, one, only one grapevine or whatever, you know, <laughs> bullshit. And he's like, oh, fuck and we're supposed to be impressed, you know, like, and he's yeah. like, yeah. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, this burner happened. We're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Gives a fuck what the wine is. What was the the uh, Holt's name in the movie again? Tyler. Um, Elsa. Tyler. Tyler. Oh, T- Tyler was a very specific kind of like teardown. Oh, like a very yeah. specific kind of douche. Greg like, was like, "I the fucking worst people," and I was like, "Yeah, but yeah, he like they're not as common as the others, but like, yeah, he would be the worst. Like he's the worst. He's like a a like a creepy fanboy mixed with." Some some sort of drive and obsession, like some sort of different thing going on there, where like he is so, like the fact that he knew this is the scene that really like wanted to punch him in the face. Right. This, the fact that he knew beforehand that they were all going to get murdered, and he still goes and brings brings yeah. a date over, like brings someone a stranger 
with him just because he was afraid that maybe they won't seat him if he didn't bring someone. Now, I wonder if he broke up with this person just so they're like, oh, I want to. Oh, I think she broke up with him. Oh, that's what I think that's what he says. No, no, he would have thought it was an honor to bring his girlfriend. If yeah, he, yeah he would. right. I think so. He's the guy that knows everything but can't do it himself. That's that's what I got. Like, oh, that, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movies. Also, when uh, when he cooks whatever he says, and then they, they played it, and it's like Tyler's bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a real teardown of this kind of person. Uh, because you know, a lot of the, half the movie, at least the first half, or whatever, he's like. Um, yeah, he's annoying. He's a lot of things, but he's also like handling it better than most. Yeah. And like when they cut off that dude's finger, <laughs> um, he's like not phased, and like he's so deluded. And then so it makes sense now looking back, like oh, of course he wasn't surprised. He knew this was gonna like something like this could happen. And it's gonna happen, you know. And like maybe he didn't know the specific details, of course, but he knew that they were all gonna die. So what does it matter if they cut off a finger before? Um, right. And that's some some kind of like weird, like what a a negative viewpoint of the world. I don't know how he gets there. I don't know how a guy like this gets there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But also, I can see it though. I can also see it, and it's very it's an interesting character. Nicholas Holt plays a real good asshole. Have you guys seen The Great? <laughs> no. He plays Charles the Great there, or the King there in Russia, whatever. It's about the <laughs> Russian royalty there in some century. It's hilarious. It's a dark comedy for sure. And he plays the the asshole king that everyone has to be nice around, but he doesn't give a shit about. <laughs> like it's he plays a real genuine asshole. Everyone should just watch this movie for his ability to play an asshole really well. Um, yeah, but that burger though, that was a really great way to get out of there yeah. because I had no idea how it was going to happen. Like the cop thing, I saw coming. Yeah, like, yeah. When, the, when the guy came in, I'm like, ah, uh, no, nah, they're going to either kill him or he's going to be in on it. Right. And because I'm like, how are they going to get out, right? And you got to be a pretty shitty cop not to see a room like, of people, you know, all fucked up. One's bleeding from the hand. And... That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got to be a real shitty cop. You might as well come in and be like drinking, like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, he is a Coast Guard. It's different. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're shittier than a regular cops or not, but I'm just saying that. Um, sorry. I mean, I see Miami Vice, whatever. And yeah, um, yeah, I was surprised because I thought she was unable to escape when they, I thought that he was letting her out when he asked her to go get a barrel. That's what I thought too. And I, I just think she didn't get what to do and she came back like an idiot or got caught and whatever and killed that one girl. Um, which was a little surprising that I think that that person right there is a screwing of their side, the giver's (laughs) side where, um, they're also obsessed and tightly wound and bring in their own bag uh, into you know their own like baggage into situations that shouldn't be right. Yeah. I think that's part of what she's doing. The jail girl, um, but jump. yeah, she comes back with the barrel. So the, you got the same you got the same uh, thinking, Ralph. Uh, that he was trying to let her go, but she didn't. He was trying to do something for her, like do her a favor. Obviously, we, I just yeah. yeah, I got to see kind of like in um in the pianist when the guy just pulls off uh, Adrian Brody right before the trains come. And yes, very similar, very similar. Like, very yeah, similar. Like, get the fuck out, just keep walking that way. Yeah. And he doesn't get it. And in, in this case, she doesn't get it and comes back. Yeah, to the, but to the, the line. great pull of how to get out of the with uh, asking to get out and, you know, like, I could I take this to go? And, you know, mm-hmm. really, really smart, really smart. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other thing that uh, Greg kind of mentioned, uh, I guess, for the show, would, uh, 
this is why John Lucas Alvo's character is funny because he's like, you know, I get only so little time away, you know, from like working all the time and uh, having to be and doing all these things. And he's like, and I saw this movie and it was the worst movie I've seen in my life. And you spent, you wasted, what did he say? Like two hours of my two life. Two hours. Yeah. And it's just so funny. And I'm just like, I mean, I know Greg's never experienced anything that crazy, right? But it's funny to, to know that, like, the pettiness of it. <laughs> like, that is some, like, that, I don't, I personally don't think he deserves that, but, <laughs> like, you know, it, for that. And yeah, then when, you, when she asked, like, what about me? I'm like, are you rich? Did you start off rich? You know, or whatever. Did you, uh, did you go to college? Like, yeah. What did you, you know? Like, the very, like, no, you're the you one percent. Yeah, you have that. student yeah. loans. Did you go to yeah, college? Yes, you have student loans. No. Yeah, you deserve oh, to be here. Yeah, you no. deserve to be here. Something like that, yeah. That's right. I actually have that quote right in, uh, would oh, you go to court? school? Brown student loans? No, sorry, you're dying. <laughs> there yeah. you go. That's, uh, the, that's all you need to know. The best quote. I can't pronounce it. You have to try the mouthfeel of the mignonette. The Please don't say mouthfeel. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm oh. with you on that. Mouthfeel is not a great word. No, it really is not. Um, yeah, I, I, I love you it. But you know, I, I realize now that the, now when the Coast Guard was revealed to be part of the crew or whatever. Um, he, I guess that dig is there because he says like him and his wife love that movie. Like he mentions how that movie title, I forget the name of it, is like one of their favorites. Oh, I guess yeah. that's, a, that's a joke because he's in on it the whole time. He must have said that just to needle him later. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just realized <laughs> that, that it was actually a joke. It wasn't, he wasn't being honest there. Uh, that's funny. Uh, the older couple, whatever. This at least seemed like, like I like his thing. Like, dude, you never tasted my food. You just right. come here because you can afford it. Every but year. Yeah, yeah you don't remember a single thing. Yeah. That's 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 something for sure. Yeah, that, that was a good one too. I thought that mm-hmm. was a good one. Yeah, there, there's decent reasons. Also, yeah. uh the moment that uh the guy killed himself, the sous chef, yeah. he's like, but he could never be me, right? Or whatever he says. Yeah. So. And he's like, Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is cold this is so many cult vibes. Like, oh my god! I thought they were gonna eat him. Honestly, I thought they were gonna go in there and uh, he's the turkey. You know, like <laughs> yeah. they're gonna go into some weird shit. I had no idea, but, but I expected that and it didn't happen. Um, yeah, and obviously Nicholas Holt just hangs himself in the back room somewhere because he uh, sucks. He fucking sucks. That's right. He's the worst. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I like the movie. Uh, I, I wish I had more substance for sure. I wish, but it was just like a, a fun dark comedy yeah. thriller um, overall. Anything also, it's a nice thing. I think it's just a nice little one off. Yeah, yeah. I sure. don't feel like I ever have to worry about anything else about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you just want to say? The pre menu. I would say all three of these movies have that in common. By the way. Uh yeah. Like a one off. You know, don't think about too much after. Um, like very in its own world. Uh, but this one's closest to reaching outwards because what it has to say about classism and you know, all that. Um, anything else in the movie, guys? On the menu? No, I think we did. Sounds good. Right, Luke? You good? Yeah, I don't think. Is that your thinking face? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Eat the rich. <laughs> Eat the rich. Uh, with caviar. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film, which is what, Roth? The Fablements. Mm-hmm. And see how fabled they are. Stay with us. I don't think that's what it's about. <laughs> Growing up in post-World War II era Arizona, young Sammy Fableman aspires to become a filmmaker as he reaches adolescence, but soon discovers a shattering family secret 
and explores how the power of films, movie magic, can help him see the truth. This is Steven Spielberg's uh, probably last film. We'll see, though. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the is he going to die or something? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Everyone else is dying. Um, well, he, did, he did do his dream projects. Like, right, exactly. This is not a biographical, right. Right? Right, 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 right? And his dream project was always to do West Side Story. He did them. He did them. It's time Anyways. to die, bro. Anyways, right, right. Written and directed by Steven Spielberg, and written yeah. as well by Tony Kushner. Uh, Kushner, yeah. Uh, not to be confused by uh, the Kush. Um, this is uh, starring uh, Michelle Williams, Gabriel Lavelle, uh, Paul Dano, Judd Hirsch, Seth Rogen, and uh, other kids. So. So I said kids because they are kids. Um, yeah. yeah. Oscar, Steven Spielberg, your favorite director. Um, go no, ahead no. and. I know you're. I know. <laughs> what, what did you think of uh, The Fable Mans? So I, I really didn't want to see it. I know um, you did. It's great. <laughs> because. Two I, people. I, I, got, I got you both on this fucking episode. Oh, movies, I see. Because, uh, movies you guys didn't want to watch. Because right, we didn't exactly. want the menu, and then right. I didn't want to see this one. Uh, you're right. You got. I mean. If you want to be a troller, if you want to be a troll successfully, you're succeeding today. If you want to be cut out of wills in the future, Rob, this is how you do it. Whatever, I'm not worried about your will. I don't have a will. Exactly. Why would I'm I? Worried. What do I have? Take my PS5. I don't do it. Knowing um, you, you probably just give me more responsibility. Of what? My pets? Your pets. Yeah, yeah pets. you're right. I got them. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they are responsibility. Um, feed them every day. All right. Um, I uh, I ended up enjoying this movie, but I went in there thinking that like, cause like I'm not saying Spielberg is like no slouch. He's a fantastic worker. He clearly started a lot of things. I get it. I yeah. love a lot of his movies. Even yeah. late stage Spielberg, I've enjoyed a lot of his movies, but they're far from favorites of mine. Also, and I just think that he's been slipping, kind of like Clint Eastwood. Also, been slipping for a long time. And they're both old fucking filmmakers. So. Yeah, I agree. And I was just like, I think we're past that age maybe a little bit sometimes. I didn't like West Side Story. A lot of people did. I didn't. I didn't get why people liked that movie that much. Um, the only thing I could say about that movie is that it was choreographed well. you know. Um, but this movie surprised me a little bit. It was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Um, I didn't love it by any stretch. But I did enjoy uh, certain parts of it, sure. Some parts I did not. Um, and it did feel like halfway through the movie, a little less than halfway, maybe in the first arc uh, act, I felt like, oh, is this autobiographical? You know, it feels like it is. It feels like, I mean, Jewish and the whole Americana, the the, the setting is right for the decade they're in, and yeah. the whole, uh, the main kid uh, being um, in love with filmmaking or filming and the whole train thing that we get in the beginning uh, was like, oh, okay, I think this is like, it felt like Super 8 mixed with, you know, Steven Spielberg's background. Um, except without any actual like thriller or, or suspenseful elements, which I think is what makes Super 8 good, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and at the same time, I felt like, God damn, if I had, with, with the right resources or whatever, you could be a, really creative with your film working, even as a child, even as a teen and preteen. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy some of that stuff for sure. Um, I just wish it was more memorable, I guess, also, because this yeah. also felt like... Um, Kind of like it's trying to do two things. It's trying to be autobiographical and a biopic at the same time. And yeah. that can work badly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Um, I'll go to you last, Luke. Um, so, I 
I a hundred percent agree with the Super Eight. So it felt so much like Super Eight, mm-hmm. but um, I like Super Eight. Um, Me too. Not, yeah. not to say I don't like this movie. I I fall somewhere around you. I I my biggest problem with this movie, and it's exactly what you just said right here at the end, is this weird autobiographical slash like drama movie. Right? It doesn't it doesn't know what it wants to be. I yeah. feel like it's like you should have just gone in. I guess and just said it was right or. Yeah. Or just maybe I don't know. Don't make it so fucking on the nose. It's like one of the I don't know. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also like a coming of age movie that I didn't see coming in a weird way because I kind of avoid coming of age movies, especially like teenagers. Well, if you've seen ten, you've seen them all. That's right? the problem. Right? That's exactly. how it feels. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt it didn't feel that bad. I guess maybe because it was I guess unique enough. There's also this interesting enough about what he's doing with his movies. Uh, making movies and stuff like that, and it is cool to see what he does and how he comes up with these ideas um, <clears throat> when it comes to filmmaking. So there's that, I guess, going for it. Um, yeah, I I did have I overall liked the movie. I came out saying, okay, it wasn't a bad movie, you know. Um, but at the same time, I also am hard, finding it hard to remember a lot of the movie. Um, besides, like the keynotes of like. Also, we just ignored New York or New Jersey, wherever they came from. Altogether, um, in that intro that I said, yeah, um, New, New Jersey to Arizona to LA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, I want to talk more about spoilers when we get to spoilers. But yeah, I'm in a weird spot with the movie. Um, I, overall, like I said, I overall like it. I come out positive with the movie, mm-hmm. but it is like I just felt like it was some way in, some way out. I think the movie is obviously well shot. A bunch of stuff is going on. Great. I love a lot of stuff that happens towards the end of the movie as well. I think just like the, the two endings of the movie are great, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Luke, what did you think? Um, I knew from the get-go that it was going to be a semi like, biopic about Spielberg. Damn, I didn't know that. And and then as I was like, watching, we I was like, oh yeah, I know this about Spielberg. I knew this about Spielberg. Cause I, I don't know what I watched about Spielberg, but I knew a good chunk of his life. I don't know who's Jewish. And, <laughs> so and like and I was like, I wonder and actually like <sighs> like his like his struggles with like religion and everything like that because for a while he was like very like eh whatever I'm Jewish but I'm like really like, a practicing Jewish person or I whatever do I do remember some of that yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then I I remember like how uh, even Anime when he was like a uh, a young child like when he was making his movies like he was really good at editing them like like planning them out and everything because obviously not to waste film and stuff. Mm-hmm. Shit was expensive back then, I bet. Yeah, it was. I mean, so, everything costs more. Right? Yeah, I, think obviously. Like, I think it's probably even more expensive now because it's like obsolete. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no, yeah. To process that shit, there's only one company in the entire world that makes that does still process this film. But I think so. Uh, maybe two. Uh, it's it's up and coming. But yeah, no, uh, I knew from the get go when I saw this trailer. That's why I wanted to see this movie. That it was going to be like that. Oh, you and, did want to watch this? Movie. Yeah, this one I oh, definitely okay. did. Yeah. I was excited because I kind of forgot about it. I was, was excited it? for the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Make it happen for you boys. Just letting you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I do like that little quip towards the end of the movie with the whole high school thing. How he's like, you know, yeah, maybe this, I'll, I'll make it into a movie one day or don't put it in a movie one day hmm. with the whole high school bully thing. It like, it's funny because I wonder. And then, I wonder if there's some truth to that. That was a that was the one scene that simultaneously made me think like, um, 
like the, him saying that means that he put it in the movie, which kind of directly links back to a possible real life event that happened to him. He was and also, it's so unrealistic that makes me look as fake as fuck. Right. <laughs> Simultaneously, does both. And that's what this movie drives me crazy about sometimes. And not crazy good either. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that scene. We're going to get there. That was the fucking worst scene. Um, oh, so, you, so, you're a fan, right? That's what you're saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Making sure. I don't know if I actually heard that. <laughs> I don't know if I pay attention to you. <laughs> That's, what, That's what it sounded like. What, what about his neglected father? No. I'm not doing that. Um, I do the need man's no crying. No, I do need no. Although, Michelle Williams. <laughs> she nuts. Is that what you mean? Fighters, <laughs> No, I always remember her from uh, my uh, my week with Marilyn. Yeah, I know you do. I, I, and I would say this is not. This is no offense at all. It's not a diss on the movie or on her. This is the least attractive she's ever been, um, in the sense that she plays like a mother. She's she a mom, like, yeah. and I that in a good way. I'm saying she's like, reached mother age in her acting career. She is not my week with Marilyn. She's supposed to be a sexy icon in that movie, so she delivers that. You know, it's way different. Um, again, my opinion there. Well, that um, movie came out 11 years ago. She's past yeah, but, her prime. Nah, nah, bro. She's not. In um, terms of Hollywood, yes. Oh, in Hollywood, yeah. yes. She can play only mothers now in divorces. <laughs> well, that is in sad. In rom-coms. That is sad, and we're making a joke, but that I is I like true, how he though. said divorces. 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 <laughs> um, oh, I just, that reminded me. I forgot to put a movie on my recent discoveries that you just reminded me of it. I saw that dumbass movie... Um, uh, with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell, Crazy Stupid Love. Has anyone seen that? Movie? I've never seen I, it. But I you just reminded me. I want. Yes, so yes. bad. It is so cringe. cringe I want to see it because that stupid TikTok thing that's been floating. Yes, around. that's why I saw it too because of the TikTok. Exactly <laughs> right. Damn it, TikTok. I'm just saying. I saw I that scene. I'm like, what is this movie? This was like a fun scene. Don't get me wrong. That scene is still fun, but it takes wait. Doesn't matter. We're not reviewing that movie. But it is that. I'll mention it next time. Um, I'll try to sneak it in some type of <laughs> Steve Carell marathon. That movie dated hard. That movie's dated already. Like it's super bad. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what to say. So, as a movie about making movies, like you guys like that portion of it, the way this guy's. Um, I like the technical aspect of everything. He yes. Um, I think that's the. I think that's the strong point of the movie. Um, in my opinion, of course. And I think you maybe want to have more of it. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think as and also just knowing, seeing how technology evolves around the kids' age and everything, mm-hmm. um, going from like mid tier stuff to where he's able to make movies and it looks good, right? To seeing something super high end where he makes that high school movie, right? Yeah, um, and it's it's great to see, and I, that's I think that's that's so that's so cool, um, and I I also like. Uh, but I also just love how, like, he just does everything on his own, you know? And uh, there's this amazing, uh, fantastic scene with Judd Hirsch, uh, Uncle Boris, yes. where he's like, that's like, I think it's probably the best scene also, yeah. where he tells him, he goes, yeah, you don't, you don't want to make it because it has nothing to do. You don't, no interest for you, right? You have nothing. You don't care about this. It's whatever. Your parents are made, your dad's forcing you to do this, whatever, right? But he goes, but that's, that's what you have to do. That's what, that's what your family, man. You can't forget that shit, you know? And yeah. he gives him, like, that really hard life lesson. Uh, but at the same time, the he whole also... The fa- sh- family and art thing? Yeah, yeah. But he also shows him. Like, he also tells him. He's like, hey, just... You're, you're different. 
you gotta know, you gotta realize it by now. You're you're obviously different. Like you're obviously artistic. You're obviously this. You have to embrace it, man. Like don't 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 become with basically what his dad is, right? You're not that guy. You're your mom. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Right? Exactly. So yeah. just like, and it's a great scene. Uh, Judd Hirsch also. Judd Hirsch. I, I've always liked him as an actor. So it delivers a great, great, great scene. Yeah, in and out one scene, I think. Right? Uh, it's right. fantastic. Yeah, it's literally in and out. It's what you comes needed, in. though. He, he comes a cameo. In, he, right. He comes in with a wrecking ball, and he's just like, "All right, my job's done, boys. I'm out." Yeah, I'll get off my lawn and fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good scene. Um, that was a very writerly scene, but yes, it's very right. Like if you read that scene in the dialogue without the performances, it reads like such a like cringy, like oh, don't put this in the movie. <laughs> but he delivers so well that. It's, it's, it comes out for cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the scenes with the mother, man, some of them are pretty, I, I don't know, I found some of them cringy and weird. And some of them worked, though. I, I saw, like half worked, half didn't, you know? Yeah. And uh, I felt like a real disconnect there with the mother. Um, the monkey thing felt like a bit for that scene and maybe the scene after when the yeah. monkey's still there. I'm not going to lie to you, though. And that's I, it. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I swear to God. Like, what? I, I feel like... Like that monkey? Is that what no, 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 no. I don't feel like the monkey. I feel like Paul Dano. I feel like my life could be easily just like Paul Dano walking into that house and there's a fucking monkey in my house. And me going like, why is there a monkey in the house? And my wife going like, ah, I just wanted to have a laugh. And the look he has, <laughs> yes. the, the look Paul Dano has on his face is the, most, is yeah, the, yeah. the exact look I would have on my face. I'd be like, are you fucking, like he wants to blow up, but he's like. One of the most unrealistic scenes when they're depicting this era, this this decade, which is what, the 60s? Which 50s? is so trippy. I, I can't get a f- grasp of the decade at all. Yeah, I don't know either, but especially, especially the 60s. When, yeah, yeah. I, uh, or something like that. And the only thing unbelievable about that scene is that he wouldn't have smacked her about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, obviously, I say that in jest, but like, you know, like. No, but you're right. Or the, the whole mental health thing. I was just like, that's for like a big like, stigma, I think, back in the day. Yeah. And she was all like, oh, I'm in therapy. Blah. And I'm like, mm, no, you keep that. You, you don't talk about that. Yeah. No, but she's that, so out there. She doesn't care, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, very, very... Spoiler funny. alert. Spielberg's parents actually got back together in the later years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, we should probably get into spoilers, right? Sp- I think we should. Yeah, I think we're basically mostly putting around it. All right, so let's do spoiler alert. Spoilers. Fucking Christ. Spoilers for The Fableman starting right now. I mean, that girl wasn't fucking Christ, but if she could, she would. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna. Well, first of all, next time, give me a fucking more, few more seconds. Secondly, Jesus, that that scene was so bizarre. How Have bizarre. you ever met someone like this? How bizarre. Have How you bizarre. met someone like this? Mm, never as openly crazy. Really, never. Yeah, yeah. I know this type of feeling, and Although I know I this kind of thing can happen. Yeah, but the way that it happened felt so weird. And he was like, yeah. "Okay, right, right, right." I, you accept Jesus inside you, basically. Yeah, I, I think no, you I, would. I, I think right. Yeah, it's great. I think uh, Gabriel Lavelle, which is Sammy, the main character in the movie. Um, I think he does a good job of like having these great facial reactions. I think like, he's a really good actor. I I, I, I agree. I agree. He does a fantastic yeah. job of like he feels. Um, God, what's the damn word I want to say? He feels. Uh, uh, um, untouched by like. 
the, the bad things, and you know, like uh, he's still he's still he's still pure, you know, he's still innocent. That's the yeah, he's still innocent, right? But at the same time, he, obviously, he's not. He's just innocent in different things, right? But um, and you see, like he's like, oh, like oh, oh, like oh, I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take Jesus Christ. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. <laughs> like, and there's some great stuff. Yeah, I was. I mean, I think uh, did I watch this movie with you, Luke? No. Or did I watch it with, yeah. No, we watched it with Greg, didn't we? Uh, what movie? Uh, did I huh? watch it with you, Ralph? Yeah, me, you, and uh, Oscar. Me, you, and I went together, right? With Greg. Mm, was Greg there? What yeah, movie I, are we talking about? This, this one. Movie. The one where we no, I, saw, I saw this by myself. Okay, so then fucking relax. <laughs> so then I. <laughs> How did you forget I was in the, with you? The Polish people look alike. Listen, so. Um, God. Damn. <laughs> anyways, so I was like. I saw. So I, I, I remember. I remember going to Greg or whoever was next to me. It was. It should have has to be Greg. And I was like, "I'm like, dude, this is like the backdoor entrance. Like he has access. He's yeah. getting the green this, light. This is that song. This is the backdoor. Right. Back yeah, yeah. We're saying exactly that song. Like that. It's not called that. It's called like the the, the loophole. No, the loophole. That's right. The loophole. Yeah. It's like the loophole song. And this is his way of saying anal. Okay. Also, can we all agree that yeah, Bert or Paul Dano's character. Knew that Seth Rogen was fucking his wife. Well, I don't so think we, she said they weren't fucking. They were fucking. They're just close. Yeah, yeah, real close. The guy yeah. from Knocked Up is not not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Seth Rogen looks so good, like cause he's so skinny now. Like that's fine. What's the bad thing? About he's that? Like, he, I like that jolly fat guy. Hey, don't fat shame him. Relax. I'm I'm Maybe shaming him because he's not fat. I'm unfat to- shaming him. He's he's he, yeah. Right, but, but you're saying you're taking you're taking stuff away from him by saying that he's better. No, no, he's trying to relate to someone like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that used to be like him. Oh, fashion. We should all say this. We're all fashion. Um, <laughs> yeah, but look, uh, we all hate ourselves. The, the, there's there is a one problem in the movie that I I I feel like they did a disservice to. Which I mean, it's I guess it's Steven Spielberg's problem anyway. Um, the sisters. The sisters have like no impact in this movie at all. And when they try to introduce like a little bit of impact, There's that one it's scene, but... the one scene which is like, mm-hmm. but we already knew that. We got that from Uncle Boris. We got. No, that I'm Uncle saying uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same scene. I'm talking about the scene where um, at, at the end. No, no, no. Where uh, he the the main kid knows what's going on with the family because he has a video footage of yeah. her, right? Yeah. And he, the kids don't know that they're separating and they don't understand why and they come oh, up to yeah. him because he's diving, he's angry at the mom, right? As a mom. Yeah. Like calling out and shit. Yeah, when she goes, like, how can you be like this? How can you do yeah. this? How are you not reacting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, I guess the scene after, not too much further, when she tells him, like, yeah, you're, you only care about yourself. You only care yeah, about Yeah, well, that scene too, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, think, I just I think, think it was, was like, scene, just not, done well. I mean, yeah, yeah, you just I don't know. Yeah. Just they're very much ignored. Yeah, it's so. another it's another angle of the same Judd Hirsch scene, right? Yeah, I always say something. Right. It's another angle of the same thing. Yeah. Um, um let, let's I want to talk about the endings here. So there's two endings. The bullies? Huh? <laughs> I was gonna say the bullies, is that part of the ending? That is part of the ending, yeah. Okay, good, because we need to hash that out. Um so that that's let's let's start with that one. So the the guy uh getting mad that he made him a a hero. a hero. He made him a hero, or this unbelievable person, right? And I think any. Oh, it's just funny because this. I don't know if that's just thinking of this in that time, that era, right? That maybe is, I guess, more defendable. But I think nowadays, anybody getting that, is like, yo, that's dope, 
everybody would be so ecstatic to be that person. And nowadays. Yeah. Getting portrayed like that, getting stuff like that. He kind of just made a narrative with just as it just happened naturally. He just happened to record him. He was at all the events. He was at all the things, right? Yeah. And he added enough footage to give him basically a narrative of the movie. Actually, like super, being Superman of the movie, yeah, basically. And he was mad. Like, Made did, by you guys find, did you guys find that believable at all? That he was like super mad about this and no. like, right? That's that's the entire. It was so very unbelievable. It was so unbelievable. unbelievable. It right? felt like it was, it was a dream. He was gonna wake up from any minute. And I swear, and it was just like I don't understand what's going on, and I was just like. I, I, I was like, what? What am I trip? I did I miss a scene or something? And I was just like very confused because I felt so unbelievable. Um, but at the same time, it was just like, uh, am I also like in a weird? Uh, oh, what's the guy, the writer for Aaron Sorkin? Like in this weird, like Aaron <laughs> Sorkin esque like world where you know it's if it can happen, it can happen kind of thing. But obviously yeah. without the writing, because yeah. he's a great writer. But I'm just like. What was what the fuck? It was really weird. I was felt so fucking weirded out. It it took me out of the moment. It took and me I out of the moment and the movie for a while actually. Yeah, like, me too. And I was so, so fucking weird pissed. and bad, and I didn't yeah. care and whatever, man. And it's like he was trying to avoid a trope, and maybe that did happen. But that's the problem with this movie, where I'm like, it's like half and a half out. I'm like, oh Jesus, fuck! It's so annoying. Yeah, oh. I agreed. agreed. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, I don't know what to say about it necessarily, other than I don't get it, and it felt that's, very weird. And I, I, no, because that's where I landed on. I just didn't get it, and I just felt yeah. super confused. Um, I thought the whole scene could have been done way more subtly. It did not need to be four or five minutes long of monologuing. I didn't need any of that. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done. I think with a few looks, maybe or something. That's it. You know? Done. Yeah, I don't know either. But... It was yeah, it was cringy. All right, cool, um, cool, cool. I'm glad. Second ending. Well, the second thing is uh, when he meets the the guy that we saw. Tom Ford. Grew up. Huh? Tom Ford. Yeah, when he meets Tom Ford. That uh, or John Ford, right? John Ford, sorry, John. Yeah, yeah. John. Yeah, Tom Ford is uh, what's it called? Different guy. Anyways, uh, I mean, great, great dialogue when he. Uh, and I'll read it right out of the quote. It's like when the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. When it's at the bottom, it's interesting. When it's in the middle, it's boring as shit. <laughs> Got it? Yes, sir. Good luck to you. Get the fuck out of my office. It's great. It's fucking fantastic. Made by David Lynch, by the way. Yeah. I love the shifting horizon at the very end. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Exactly. I thought he adjusted the camera. Well done, Touch. That's a good ending. That that is a good ending. I wish the movie felt more like that, though. That's Thank you. Okay. All right. I mean, we're just brothers. That's the problem. Anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> our cinematic experiences are similar because we both grew up. Yes, right, exactly. I was just trying to figure out who the hell is he talking to. Like, who's this director? Oh, he did a lot of great movies. Well, he did all the movies also that they went to the theaters to go see. Yes, all yeah. the movies that were inspired that he had to do. He saw the man who shot Liberty Valance in one of the movies. Right, exactly. Age Coach as well. These are big movies, <laughs> yeah. huge movies. He did. Uh, he was considered to be one of the best uh, filmmakers of his time, for sure. Right. Also, mm-hmm. who's he talking to? Is that a well, who's the guy that he goes into work for originally? What's that? What's that actor? Oh, the guy from uh, Heroes. Yes, the guy from Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny. He's like, yeah, it's funny because he's like, I have nothing to talk to you about. He's like, do you want to be the best director in the world? Like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, he's right across the hall. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's like that is a that is a case of um, you know you can meet your heroes in this kind of way, yeah. like you know kind of thing, like in a very self-serving but not really kind of like hard-hitting also kind of way. Um, 
Yeah, John Ford. That was a, that was a fun scene. Um, it makes me want to go back to every Star every Spielberg movie and see his horizons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it check does. out his fucking horizons, bro. I don't know. Right. I'm sure there's one centered. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, scene better be boring. That was good. Also, they <laughs> yeah. teach you that in class too. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that was a good ending. I like that ending for sure. I wish that movie was as more lighthearted as that ending was. Or more fun with it. No, and I think the yeah the movie for sure excels in the scenes where it is lighthearted or where he's showcasing his work, where he's doing all that stuff, or when he's working to do you know all the the stuff that he does with the kids in Arizona. Um, all that stuff is well done. Why do you think he um, Spielberg decided to uh, be more opaque about him talking about his own life? Why not make it the Spielbergs? Like, why do you think he? Has to do it this way, or he felt the need to do it this way. I don't know. Maybe he felt like it was more people like an like honor him thing? doing it. I think like, I don't know. Maybe he felt like there was more people like him that that did something similar or went through something similar, and he was like, "Well, it doesn't have to be about me. It could be about just my people, my type of people." Well, if it's about him, it could also relate to people that way. It could. You know? You're right, but also it just it takes <laughs> away. I guess it doesn't shine as much of a light on just you know me, myself, and I. Hmm. Okay. That's the only thing I can really think of, to be honest. Can you think of another one, Luke? Another reason, or is that what you think? If any. Thanks. Mm. What was the matter? You should definitely speak with your hand over your mouth, yes. Yes, that helps out a lot, I know. <laughs> <sighs> nah. Okay. I don't have one either. Nah. I, I, mean, I could think of reasons. Where of office is better than anything, honestly. <laughs> um, Let's go with that one. It's the official ahead. reason. It's official AMP reason. There you go. Um, all right, that's kind of all I got in the movie. I think so. Yeah. The Fable Ends. Uh, I, I would. Would you guys watch this movie again? I would not. I don't know about you. Uh, I would. I, I I would if someone was like, "Yeah, you want to watch Fable Ends?" I'm like, "Eh, you can put it on." Hmm. Interesting. Well, that happens a lot more in your household, <laughs> for sure. No, not really. <laughs> More than the zero times it's ever. I happened. mean, I doubt my son is going to put it on loop like Sonic too. So, anyways, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm right. trying so hard to not quote that movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing well. Even yeah. if you did quote it, we wouldn't know. We won't listen it once. But look at the scene at all. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's call it quits for that movie. Um, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to review our third and last film of the evening, which is what? Uh, Glass Onion. A Dives Out Mystery. Stay with us. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. This is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Uh, directed and written by Ryan Johnson. Um, starring Daniel Craig, uh, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Don't hurt yourself. Hahn, Jessica Hadwick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, Madeline Klein and Noah Segan. Everyone else is meh. Uh, oh, uh, Ethan Hawke, for sure. Um, is in there as well. There's other people, but they're, they're themselves. Anyways. Um, this is, let's see, Luke started. Right? This is my movie? This is my movie? It's right? you now. Yeah, I think oh it is God. you, yeah. All right, so, and I'll give you guys a quick thing. Obviously, 
I picked movies that were all in theaters. Guess what I didn't see? This movie in theaters. Awesome. Um, I had to watch a totally legit version. How, you know, totally legit version, okay? Um, uh, brought to you by uh, 1xbets.com um, to be able to watch this movie. <laughs> in case if you already know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, actually the quality wasn't horrible. I got to finish this. I had to see it in two sittings because I just couldn't finish it. Uh, I got to finish it at work at least. Plus, uh, Jesus fuck. Um, uh, first impressions. Movie was. Uh, I like it. I liked it. I thought I, I had fun watching the movie. I thought it was a cool um, twist, murder mystery kind of thing. At the same time, I also do feel like this movie should have came out probably like last year. It would have hit a little bit more Hobie, I guess, especially with the the COVID stuff that they bring up into the movie. I would have been cool to see that. Um, uh, I always like seeing. I always like seeing Edward Norton. Uh, me personally, um, and I love his role in this movie. Um, what's it called? Uh, he's uh, Elon Musk so, type. Well, yeah, yeah, he's, he's interesting. Um, anyways, besides the point, uh, it's an interesting cast. There's a, some cool stuff going on, um, and I thought I knew where it was going to go, but then it went a different route, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I, I, it was okay. But overall, it did catch me, and I had fun watching it. There were some funny moments, and I like a lot of the stuff that happens when you get the explanations. The explanations are done really well. I think Ryan Johnson does a good job of doing that. Um, but yeah, I had fun. I think uh, I'm going to rewatch it when it comes out on Netflix, just to make sure I actually caught everything, and also watch it with Support the actual movie? Well, first of all, I always wow because I sent you two to watch it. Anyways. Um, Damn, he did. There you yeah. go. On one max, what is it? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I do want to watch the movie. Like I said, mainly for, for subtitles reasons and stuff like that. And uh, I love the one red herring in the movie that's like totally just thrown at you, and it's just this great red herring. Um, but that being said, it was a fun movie, easy easy movie to watch. Totally just easy movie to watch. Um, uh, Luke, what did you think of uh, Glass Onion? I totally dug it. I wasn't sure how it was gonna um, compare to the f- first. Knives Out movie, but it was fan- still fantastic. Do you say more? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I the only thing that's kind of weirded out was like, how are they gonna like? Well, actually, with this movie and the other movies, like, how are they gonna like incorporate COVID into them and things like that? And how's gonna be received like in the future? Uh-huh. Yeah, if you get it, but you know, because it's basically a, a very much of a in this time, you know, thing. It's relevant to us because we just experienced it. But, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, how is it going to be taken? But, uh, good twist. Um, amazing cast of, of people, you know, uh, Edward Norton. wonder how difficult he was to work with in, on this movie. What do you mean? Edward, isn't Edward, Edward Norton notorious for being horrible to work with? I have no idea. Where did you hear that? I don't know. Everyone says it. No, I mean, like, specifically, like, I don't know. Uh, like, wasn't even Birdman making fun of it for that? I'm sure they w- maybe it was. I, I definitely don't remember it. I, I definitely don't know this offhand, like, a, like a, as, a, as a normal. Someone, has said, someone has said that he is hard to work with. It's why I, he's no longer the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> sure. I mean, that could be a reason, but I don't know. That could be a lot of oh, reasons. I thought it was, like, a known thing. Nope, not known yeah. for me. But uh, I can believe that. A lot of just are douchebags. Yeah. 
Durch Nasus. Uh, ja, Daniel Craig's awesome. Um, yeah, oh, this is a good movie. It's, I don't want to say much because, you know, spoilers, obviously, because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. So, um, I, I, uh, I love this kind of movie. I love this movie. I love this movie, of course. I love it as much, um, roughly as much as Knives Out. I would say Knives Out appealed to me more. Um, because, not because it's the, I'm mean, not only because it's the first one, which is part of it. You know, the first always hits the deepest. Uh, but it's not just that. I think the quality of the mystery is equal to Knives Out in Glass Onion, I'm saying. Um, but another reason why I prefer Knives Out overall is um, I like the, the the wholesome center point of that movie in the main actress of that movie um, that carries the film. And I think that supports the mystery, I think, better in a, in a way that I enjoyed in a lighthearted way, but also deeper way So than this movie. This movie is more of a teardown, if anything, um, with its uh, characters like... Um, This movie is a different kind of, it's different, it's saying a little bit of different things, but the mystery is just as detailed, just as well thought out. I just love well thought out processing, like process mysteries like this. They're so rare. You, you this is what I wanted out of the mur murder of the Orient Express. This is what I want out of uh, Sherlock movies that they never seem to quite get down. They never quite make it seem as good. Um, this is like a well thought out, like a murder mystery box. You know, and uh, and I think it has um, a really talented motherfuckers in it that really lead the way over it. You know, and I like the perspective stuff. I like the point of view shifting. There is one scene that I found hard to buy. The only one moment that I didn't wouldn't necessarily agree with in this movie that the way they did it. Otherwise, it is a home run for me. I love this movie. Daniel Craig continues his Southern drawl in such a funny way. Um, he's done so since um, that Steven Soderbergh movie, the the Seven uh, Eleven. Oh, yeah. What's the name of it? Um, um, the, the one where they go to the NASCAR thing, right? Yeah, the NASCAR stealing. That was also another great. Uh, that's more of a con movie caper, but like also very great processing movie, right? Um, about a crime or whatever. And uh, this one is, is, is so interesting, so much fun. It's also, I think it was funnier, this movie, than Knives Out, uh, because of its biting, what it's trying to say about these kinds of people, right? The people that are the perpetrators in this movie. Um, they're all different kinds of fucking Ooh, Christ. Logan I feel Lucky. like this movie and the menu have a lot in common. Uh, with, We're talking about Logan Lucky, right? Logan Lucky, that's the movie, yes. Um, uh, yeah, Daniel Craig does a really good job for a British guy to portray this Kentucky Fried Southern, you know, accent. Um, but yeah, no, but I, I feel like this one in the menu have very similar vibes or even Triangle of Sadness where like all the characters are like atrocious in different ways or like they are part of a system that is supremely unfair and there's like this advantage they're taking care, uh, taking advantage of. And this movie talks about that, cements that, and then tears them down. And it's, it's a very good version of that set in a murder mystery. I liked it a lot. Love it. I'll watch it again. Can't wait. I'll watch five more of these. As long as Ryan Johnson wants to make them, I'm down. Because I know yeah. the guy can write. He uh, he's got to so be well. involved. He's such yeah, a good writer. Sure. He's such a good... Also, this shit must be hard to come up with. You know, when you think of the process of all... It must be hard to come up with. To do it realistically, show it off in such a way. You have yep. to tone it right. You have to time it right. Like with hard. the twist and like... Ugh. Everything. Everything. Yeah. 
I really love this movie. Really, really love it. We should. I would. I would. I would also like Luke. I would agree that we should get into spoilers soon because this movie is gonna. No, it's really about. Agree, yeah. It's about all that shit. So we all recommend it. Check it out, guys. It's gonna be on Netflix soon before the end of the month. So check it out. Uh, so spoilers for Glass Onion starting now. Thank you. Um, what do you guys want to do the first? <sighs> I mean. So, not who the killer was or whatever? Well, it's a very interesting murder mystery because the murder doesn't come in until well into the mystery, right? Right. Um, well, no. There, it is a murder mystery, about, but you don't know whose murder it is until well into the movie. Yeah. And I think that's what Ryan Johnson likes to do. He doesn't just like to make like a clue movie. He has to subvert it. And there are a lot of things in this movie that subverts the traditional murder mystery stuff. Like, he subverts it by saying, like, you think it's about this, but it's really not about that at all. And how am I going to logically convince you and introduce this murder late into the movie? Like, halfway fucking into the movie, you know? And it, he does a good job. And I'm talking about the twin sister, right? Yeah. Wait, um, there's a twin sister? Yeah, there's a twin <laughs> sister. That reveal was cool. Yeah. I like the whole setup leading up to it. Um, what is that, Luke? You want to read that? What is? Go. Despite critical plaudits, Norton has gained uh, notoriety for being difficult to work with, including incidents such as editing the final cuts and rewriting screenplays against uh, the will of other producers. <laughs> My okay. No, I believed you. I just never heard it. Like it's not oh, a common. I-, I didn't say I didn't believe you. Actors are fucking crazy. All actors are crazy. Okay, all actors are crazy. Never, never doubt yeah. that in your mind. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing that threw me uh, about the movie and the whole murder mystery, yeah, like they were invited to investigate his murder. Yes, and I was like, wait, is he like already know that he's gonna be killed by someone? Right. Like, and then it just being like a fun party game that was solved in. 15 it's like seconds. you go in there, you go in there thinking that you're going in there to play a murder mystery weekend game, right? Right. And then, and then it's going to turn into the billionaire's murder, actual murder, and then you have to figure it out. No, it's not about that at all. It's about taking him down because you find out that he was the murderer of the twin sister that he edged out of the company Oof, that he spoiler. now owns. Well, yeah, we're in spoilers. I know, it's a joke. Um, and it's, a, it's an awesome way to get there. And obviously, in the whole time, you and the main characters are Daniel Craig. Uh, sorry, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. In the movie. Um, Benoit Black. Benoit Blanc and the, Benoit. the girl. And the girl's name. I forgot her name, too. Um, so, they, uh, uh, Andy Brand or Helen Brand? Helen, yeah. Um, and Helen's, like, ask, you know, crusade to figure out which one of them did the murder. <laughs> like, they're trying to figure that out while the whole I think thing... That's my, I think that's yeah. my favorite scene. That's the, my favorite parts of the, the movie, when they do the when they do that that part, where they're just trying to figure out everything, the whole murder thing, when they're yeah. on the island, and they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, Fill in the blanks of everything that was been happening. Yeah, at that, that specific part, that was yeah. cool because you're like, "Oh shit, twin sister! Oh shit, all this stuff going on," and you're like, "Oh, they actually planned this whole thing, and they knew ahead of time. They knew all these things." Um, yeah, it's interesting. Sure. Yeah, it was a bold move though to go in there like that, and uh, it was very, very well executed. I just love this movie. So the one thing I didn't buy, guys, I'm going to mention this now, is the scene where she gets shot and she survives. Oh yeah. Right, unbelievable. That took a little too long to get. That, that took a little too much explaining to get there. A little too. They're forcing reality to fit that shoe in, a yeah. little bit. 
now I bought it. I'm fine with it because like the movie's great around it. It's great everywhere else. So like I'm fine with it. But I'm just saying it's still like uh, it's still a bad. I think a bad point of the movie. They should have done something else to mm-hmm. achieve that same goal. You know, personally. Um, but yeah, now let's talk about these characters. Uh, how do you guys feel about these types, these archetypes, the the suspects? Let's call them. Okay. Uh, do we want to? How do you want to do it? Uh, how are you? Pick one. Pick one. Okay, so you have um, the governor of Connecticut, uh, Claire Dabella, which is played by Catherine Hahn. Okay, yeah. Hahn. Hahn. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. is a is Lionel Toussaint. I don't know the scientist the, for the, the company. Scientist guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Kate Hudson is the super former supermodel. A great way to bring Kate Hudson in, who's not in movies much lately, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um Dave Bautista as Duke Cody. I love I love Dave Bautista's uh, character. Twitch well, streamer and men's everywhere. rights activist. Fucking great. Then, men's uh, rights activist is perfect. Like, that's the kind yeah. of douchebaggery shit that I expected. His, that. his uh, assistant, uh Whiskey, who's played by Madeline Klein. Um let's see. And that's pretty much it, right? That was the main Yeah, and then Edward Ed, Ed Norton. <clears throat> Edward Norton, yeah, himself. I and then, you have yeah. the Daryl, a slacker, who lives on the, the island. He's just going oh. through some things. Okay, let's go through him. What did you think of the slacker? Why why include him in it? I don't that? know. Like, I think about that. Was it just like a curveball? Like, oh, it might be him, or just a, a comedic relief? I think it. I, I think it was more comedic relief. The, the, I, yeah. That's what I thought. And then, like yeah. in that first scene when he first popped up, and he in Edward Norton just explains him away. Like he's just a friend. He's just visiting for the weekend. He's not a part of any of this. He's just going through and some like, things. He's telling you to write. To, he's telling to the audience, like, don't worry about him. He's going to be a gag that comes in and out, right? And he has real and uh, you, and you think that he could be like maybe he's going to be the surprise actual murdered person or something. You know, like he's going to be the body they have to figure out. You know how to or something. You don't know, right? And wow. he never it, it never involves. You you see him at the end. He's just having a cigar next to that, Benoit. That, right? Best red herring. Best red herring. That's the red herring. Yeah, yeah. That's the best red herring. I love it. I love everything about it, especially till the end. When, he even well, to his face. This is a red well, herring. Don't uh, worry about him. He's not right. Him. Exactly. Yeah. They said it. Yeah, they said it. Yeah. And I what I love when uh, what's his name? What's her name? Uh, Janelle Monae's character uh, comes in and she's in it. like, could have stayed and hung out with me. Like, hey. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that quick scene. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with uh, Daniel Craig when Daniel Craig just smoking like finally at the end yeah. he's like right on bro <laughs> like, yeah. like finally somebody to talk to yeah. it's just so trippy but um, my favorite thing about this movie one of my favorite things not my favorite thing is uh, the fucking call out that uh, Benoit Blanc does to Miles Braun which is like you're yes. fucking dumb you're, a, you're fucking dumb you're not you're not you're not a smart person. You're just fucking retarded. And someone actually gave you hmm. the someone gave you the what's it called the the money or whatever. And now you, you don't know what to do with. It. You don't know yeah. how to do anything. He's like, dumb, but he uses big words to impress people that don't know. Right? Exactly. They think he's smart. Well, he made up that word. Yeah, he made fun of him for it. Yeah. Um, it goes it goes even further than that. He like well not further. You said you said it right, Rob. But like I love that scene when you realize. And well, Benoit says it because he, well, Miles tells it to him, really, is that he hired Jillian Flynn to make the mystery, the, the murder mystery. He right. hired someone to make the box. He is not smart. He knows smart people to pay them. Like, he pays a good pretty penny to get what he wants, but he is not smart. He portrays himself that way. But he's right. a, like a, a, an okie. He's fucking nothing. He's nothing. He's a shell. He's a glass onion. That's what he is. He's a glass onion. 
nothing in there at all, you know, and see through. And I love the stupid, the stupidity of that fucking building and the architecture. It's funny. And, um, and he solves that mystery so fucking fast. I love that scene so much. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't have to deal with it because yeah, it that could be I, tedious. And you yeah. write, when you write that, like a murder mystery within one, like that could be tedious. This guy's like, nope, we're going to solve this now. Well, then and, I love how he's just like, I love he's like, ooh, like getting back to the feel of it. Like I'm not, I'm finally doing something, you know? Yes, like, yes. <laughs> Everything he says is like a dig to Miles for his in that inability to be genuine and authentic or smart. Or it's great. It's fucking great. Um, and he's like, you even stole my idea when I when I mentioned that uh, all the guns on the table or whatever, and someone one of these people are going to try to kill you, you know? And like you do the same thing. You stole my idea to to try to kill uh, this girl, Helen. Um, like you know, you have no thoughts of your own, you know. <laughs> and what do you think of the way it ended, though? Like the whole the solution that she comes up with, and like, did you guys see that fire thing with the napkin? Did you guys see that going in? Like, were you surprised? Were you like, holy shit, it's gonna be a dark ending? What did you guys think? Um, no, but I definitely knew something was gonna happen to that Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh my god. The fact that it just kept going up and down, up, up and down, down, up and down. Time. And, you, and, you, and this, it was so on purpose. Like you just had to ignore it at one point because it's just so annoying. Yep. But then this dumbass creates a bypass switch, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm just like, oh, she's gonna burn the fucking Mona Lisa down. And I'm like, how's she gonna do it? I'm like, oh yeah, the idiot has a bypass switch, and he showed it to everybody. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Beautiful. This guy's so dumb. Also foreshadowed too, and I love the way that builds because I first when he burnt the evidence, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, you're right. That's 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 it." And he and then Benoit like knows like there is another. You could just tear him down. You don't have to win the case this way. You lost that case, but like you can defeat him by doing this. It kind of gives him the the nudge. Um. Yeah, and leading to that ending, of course, real friends are not real friends. They're not friends. They're dependent on him, and they show their true colors at the end, which, of course, they're all snakes in the grass. Um, yeah, that was all, that was really well handled, and I love that. I love that whole uh, setup and foreshadow of him being um, in the same. You want to be referenced in the same way, the Mona Lisa, in the same sentence. Yeah. Oh, right? he was. Yeah, and then forever <laughs> he will be. Now he is the guy who destroyed the Mona Lisa. So. Uh, uh... Funny thing I saw after the fact on Wikipedia, yeah, is uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt is in this mm-hmm. movie. Where he voices the hourly dong. He voices the yes. Oh my god! <laughs> so stupid. No, I did not know that. I mean, they're friends still, right? Because he did Brick with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a few movies together. They did um, that Bruce Willis one too, uh, Looper. That's right. Yes. Yeah, and the brothers boom. Well, he wasn't in. He wasn't the star, but he was. On, he was in the side. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, you know that guy, the 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 guy who was the the red herring, the 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 guy who was smoking the whole time in the island. Yes. Um, that guy is in all his movies too. Yeah, I saw that he was in uh, Knives Out too, but from from Brick all the way up. Yeah, in Knives Out, he was like he was the second cop. In <laughs> Looper, he was uh, the idiot henchman. And in Brick, he was one of the high schoolers, one of the suspects. And like, yeah, he's in all his movies, by the way. Also, another must be best friends because he's on. I've only seen him in, in his movies. 
unlike Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who, of course, does many movies. Um, that was interesting, too. Uh, it's like it's like Kevin yeah. Smith bringing his... <laughs> he was even in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah, probably in that one episode he directed. <laughs> Ozymandias, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yep. He brings him on all his projects every single time. Um, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Like, uh, I, really, uh, I really like that one scene where uh, Benoit Blanc, Blanc has to, like, uh, what do you call it, distract everyone by monologuing. And the way he come, he tries to come up with material in the middle of his like, of the middle of his speech was very funny to me, and it felt very like tedious, but fun tedious. Like him trying to get through it, trying to distract while this girl got the evidence, you know, went off to do something. Um, that was really cool. I liked that a lot. But uh, yeah, I like how the uh, what is it, Helen? No, Harry Williams was Helen Brand, right? Playing as Andy. Yeah, I forget the whole twist of the shit, but how she was so fucking drunk off that kombucha. Yeah, <laughs> and we oh, thought like we thought she was like this like you know like hard and collected, but in reality she was just drunk and like she was just super drunk. <laughs> when they were showing like her part of this movie, yeah, when they go hilarious. through her POV, it really fills in some funny stuff, a lot of funny stuff. Also, what do you guys think of that? I mean, is that Jeremy Brenner the fact that his face is on the label of the thing? Is that considered to be a cameo <laughs> or no? Him and uh, Jared Leto, I think. Well, Jared Leto, I think he was just mentioned, but his, but Jeremy Renner's face was on that thing. Yeah, the face is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what they called it though. Renner's something. Um, yeah, that was really great. Um, but yeah, overall, like this is clearly like uh, Edward Norton is supposed to be like a Elon Musk type, right? Probably directly. Yeah, yeah. Him, wants right? to change the world type of person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like having nothing on it, like a shell of a man or something. <laughs> yeah, um, a total teardown of that shit. A lot, a lot of that these days. A lot of that. A lot of that in this show with these reviews, honestly. But a lot of that going around these days. Um, anything else you want to mention or talk about? Otherwise, it's just really a mystery, and uh, I don't want to say it's just a mystery. But other than going into the details, which we have already, um, there's not a whole lot, you know. No, no, no. it's just a fun ride. Yeah. It's a very fun ride. Highly recommend to everyone. I believe, at least I do. And uh, yeah, it does demand your attention, though. Of course, you mean pay attention as you go along with it. But I can't wait to rewatch this and see what I missed the first time around. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, especially with I did it with Knives Out. I'm doing it this one. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. Otherwise, that's all I got. You guys are good. I'm yeah. good. Definitely see this movie and rewatch yep. it to see if you missed yep. anything. Yep. All right, that is it for our review of Glass Onion, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Don't forget that we are a bi-weekly show. That means the next show comes out on Wednesday, every other Wednesday, sorry. So next time, I'm picking the films. This is the last full regular show before the end of the year, because after that, in two weeks after that, we're going to start. It will be January by then, of course, but we're going to do our top ten movies. So we're one show away from doing those. Um, so next time, I have three movies for you guys. Don't worry, Luke. Only one of them is in theaters. Thank the Lord. And that's going to be Avatar The Way of Water. You know I'm going to pick it. Fuck you. The Way of Water, uh, kid. You're going to watch yeah, the Blue you People movie. Fucking... You're going to watch. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I mean, the, you, Don't uh, you ever say again the, that Peter the, Jackson is better than James Cameron. The okay? early critical things is coming out. It's supposed to be a really good movie. I don't know. Early critical thing. I'm just saying, I I won't bet on him. I'm not gonna bet against them. 
Okay, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to watch that movie. The other two movies are, they were in theaters. They will be available by the time that show comes out. It'll be Banshees of Inishirin. I'm actually, I was about to watch that like a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm picking that movie. It's going to come out uh, available for rent, if not already. I think it's next week, I think. Um, that's that movie. And also, the next one's going to be Park Chanuk's latest movie, guys. The guy who did Old Boy. His newest movie, Decision to Leave. So it's a South Korean film, Decision to Leave. I'm really excited for this movie. Can't wait to see it. This one will be available December 9th. So tomorrow or the day after tomorrow uh, for us. Uh, it's going to be available on Mubi. So you all have it. You all can watch it. It's on Mubi. You all have my account. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's exclusive to there. I think they bought the rights to stream it. So thank God. So those are the three movies. Uh, again, that's uh, Avatar Last, The Way of Water, um, The Banshees of Inishirin, and, uh, and Decision to Leave. So until then, guys, I am Oscar. And Luke. Jesus fucking Christ. And Ralph. <laughs> See you later.